social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. What a night, folks. A pivotal, incredible, important Tuesday. America is back. The Biden presidency is over. Well, I may be overstating things a little bit. But the uh, reaction last night, folks, and it's starting with, and we've talked quite a bit about this race in Virginia, where you had a newcomer, former businessman, certainly has done very well for himself. Very important guy, ran a great campaign. Republican Glenn Yorkin defeated Terry McAuliffe. But it goes beyond that. You know, you're hearing a lot of the people say the parents won last night. This race, one of the biggest issues was education and critical race theory and what's going on in the schools. And you saw people getting upset about what's going on in some of the school committees. And then you had Terry McAuliffe, big time Democrat insider, you know, that famous line in the debate where he said parents don't have the right to tell teachers what's being taught in the classroom. And it it literally I, it, it cost him the election. Now, you're also seeing look what happened in Minneapolis where voters, do you believe it or not, they actually went to the polls to vote whether or not they should, in fact, defund the police, and it failed. In Minneapolis, home of where this whole thing began with George Floyd, failed. Black Lives Matter was pushing for this. Failed. Also, New Jersey right now, as we speak, neck and neck. Folks, this also, I believe it means that the Biden plan, this big, huge spending plan that they want, the, the um, Bernie Sanders, that's really what it is. The Bernie Sanders plan, even though it's it's with Biden, I, I think this is now DOA because the progressives completely, um, the progressives have completely hijacked what was supposed to be, you know, a return to calm. Folks, you're talking, and, and instead they have this big expensive plan that they want that the country does not need but look look at the country right now regardless where you are high gas prices empty shelves people are angry parents are angry over what is going on in the schools um i don't know what's going to happen in new jersey but it is so close and without question critical race theory and those that deny it absolutely played a pivotal role in what happened, especially what happened with Virginia. And folks, you know, it was comical last night to listen to the other side and to listen just how upset they were. But it started with this great line. I want to play this uh, great line where uh, one of the McAuliffe people were saying that that it was, in essence, just going to be, this is last night with Rachel Maddow, Larry Sabato on MSNBC, McAuliffe staffer said it's going to be a bloodbath. This was such a great line. Listen to this. The story is, I'm not going to call it a blowout because we don't have the final uh, final uh, numbers, but I will tell you, somebody in uh, high up in uh, McAuliffe's camp who was there with McAuliffe uh, put it this way to me about an hour ago. It's a bloodbath. <laughs> I love that. And it was a bloodbath. Now you have, let's go to Van Jones on CNN saying it's the Delta variant of Trumpism. Here we go. Um, first of all, it's not over. Um, you do have the, no, the, the it is over. folks out there uh, fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The Delta variant of Trumpism. In other words, Yunkin, <laughs> uh, same disease. But spreads a lot faster. Oh my God, folks! Good to hear that they're taking it so well. And what did President Biden say yesterday when asked about the elections? We're going to win. I think we're going to win in Virginia. Yeah. Then when we're he got off, win. he got off Air Force One. He arrived back at the White House at one o'clock, and then he had nothing to say about it. But MSNBC folks in total meltdown mode. You know, it was also great. Yesterday on Fox, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas 
talking about now this is the woman he's referring to randy weingarten she's basically the architect of the disaster known as the providence school she's in charge of the union that controls providence warwick winsocket pawtucket cranston and he really laid into Randy Weingartner Randy Wein yesterday. Last um, point here. Randy Weingartner is the president of the American Federation of Teachers. She's, she's been of a target Evil. Uh, throughout COVID and beyond. <clears throat> Terry McAuliffe had her at his huh. final campaign rally last Unbelievable. night. What's that tell you? Huh. I mean, isn't it amazing that Terry McAuliffe ends his entire campaign with the head of the teachers unions randy weingarten is a joke randy weingarten does not even have children of her own what in the hell does she know about raising and teaching kids in fact that's probably why she was perfectly fine to shut down schools for two years and force kids to wear masks because she didn't have to deal with it at home and in fact loudon county where they finished their campaign the exact county that covered up two rapes is also now closing schools this week that's what Democrats across the state of Virginia are going to do if Terry McAuliffe gets reelected. Folks, what we need to have happen is we need, the state needs education. Education to be an issue. Education to be an issue next year in the race. And now, it was comical. Last night, I was flipping over to MSNBC. Listen to Joy Reid. Folks, they're such sore losers Joy Reid, who's a complete racist, talking about voters and parents in Virginia. Listen to this. Which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus was a very As low not importance to many yes. voters there. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately, oh my race God. is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats, and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. I don't, dis I don't disagree with that, but I also think that, you know, the other thing... I mean, folks, let them continue to think that. Let them continue to think that. And let's go back to CNN. Van Jones. And by the way, Governor McKee, who I think is now going to be in trouble... Listen, he, he prides himself on that he gets phone calls from the White House and President Biden. President Biden hurt McAuliffe in Virginia, hurt Phil Murphy in New Jersey. President Biden, a failed presidency, is hurting Democrats in office. But listen to Van Jones saying Democrats are annoying, offensive, and out of touch. Doesn't this sound like Mayor Lorza? I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. How about that? He is exactly right. Folks, and as I have said, um, I, I believe that I believe that that this is not going to bode well for Governor McKee because let's face it, the state, he's now going to be seen as the incumbent even though we just took office. Um, high gas prices, very unpopular president, a lot of troubles at home with COVID. He's made a lot of mistakes, three investigations going on. I think this is going to prove problematic for Governor Dan McKee. I do. I want to go to um, last night's CNN, former Obama advisor David Axelrod. David Axelrod, if you're a Democrat sitting on Capitol Hill, you're rethinking your vote on this big Biden spending plan. Let's listen to that. Democrats sitting on Capitol Hill and you're from one of these swing districts in suburban areas. Are you rethinking tonight your vote on this recon reconciliation package? Are you thinking maybe it's best we shouldn't do it? If I were sitting in the White House, if I were sitting in the leadership of the uh, in the Democratic councils in the Congress, I'd be worried about that. I'd be trying to firm these people. Absolutely. Folks, it's going to be DOA. It's not going to go forward. It just isn't. Um, again, I love how they mention that the winner in Virginia ran as a champion of parents where Terry McAuliffe said, listen, we don't care what you think about education. And how about last night as they're all waiting for uh, Yunkin headquarters, they all started chanting, let's go, Brandon. Here we go.
I think that is hilarious. Folks, great day, great show ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is aka sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business. Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier infinity system jkl energy efficient quiet more affordable than you think no gas no problem let jkl engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system including ductless splits heats in the winter cools in the summer these units are so efficient it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent they have the highest rebates in the market they also do new installation and replacement of high efficiency gas boilers jkl carrier factory authorized dealer licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts for 55 years jkl's reputation second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer jkl is also a navian certified factory dealer called jkl for a system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available both residential and commercial call jkl engineering today at 401-351-7600 they do it right they do it right the first time they're licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts jkl 401-351-7600 good folks joining us right now from the boston globe on the John DePietro show is Dan McGowan. Dan, I'd like to start off with, an, uh, and you write about it in the form of death by chocolate with Greg's, which <laughs> is a great way to spend it, just how much people could get. But as much as the election is, let's face it, it's people will say there's a long way to go, but it's certainly starting to shape out already. I think you can tell a lot by how some of the fundraising is. Uh, colleague Ed Fitzpatrick certainly has a, a good piece about fundraising. I'm, I'm curious to hear Dan McGowan's thoughts on what this latest uh, fundraising totals tells you. Yeah, the funny thing about fundraising is if you're good at it and, and people and you do well, it's the only thing you want to talk about. And then if, if, if you're uh, struggling or if you're, you know, if you're on things, let's say the Nellie Gorbeas of the world, you know, you get a lot of talk about, well, fundraising, it, you know, it, fundraising doesn't matter as much as you guys make it out to be. Let's, a year before an election, fundraising is virtually the only thing that matters um, in, in a race for here in Rhode Island. And my take on this, uh, look, Seth Magaziner, I thought, had another very strong quarter. Uh, that's the last quarter before you start to see, you know, d- d- some of his
we're totally a folk, so they get kind of hedge their bets and actually just keep donating to, to both of them. Um, you know, big takeaway. I thought Governor McKee had a real setback, you know, to 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 be the incumbent governor um, and only raise what somewhere around one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you know, in a, in a quarter. Um, that's a real sign, you know, of weakness. And what it is, it, it, when I say weakness, look, he had a pretty good quarter the, the three months before this last quarter. And what it shows you is, look, Dan McKee does not have the same kind of large network that Gina Raimondo had, that we're going to know Helena Folks has, and even to some degree that Seth Magazine Um And so of his life as he as he runs governor next year because kind of uh, start over with all of his current thousand dollar donors he'll get more because that's the max and you can do it again you know when... but um you know he's he's limited uh more than i think a magazine or a helena folks no question. And Dan McGowan, the, the question is why? Because, I mean, I think when he had the good second quarter, you start to think, OK, he's now the governor. Uh, people may not realize it, but the, the goal is then basically 100,000 a month. So then you're hitting yep. each quarter, right? Over 300. Um, certainly, you know, less than half of what they expected. Now, I mean, I've heard from different people that they people were hesitating to you know, write big checks and, and that his controversies of this was a rough quarter for him between it started with Tony Silva and then the contract. Uh, COVID is not going exactly as smoothly as maybe they had hoped. But um, that is, that is that's an understatement, a real setback. You're talking like half of what they thought they were going to be, where he's basically was right around Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea. And that's where, not where you think the the sitting governor would be. Yeah, you you just the point. People outside of you know politics might realize that that hundred thousand a month is a really important. Uh, it's like a barometer for I think for your standard kind of candidates, right? So for people who or for incumbents, right? Again, Gina Raimondo kind of blew people out of the water because she was such a relentless fundraiser. I think folks will do the same. Uh, to some degree, you know, when, when we start to see her numbers, but the average person, the average governor, somebody like Dan McKee, you know, a hundred thousand bucks a quarter um, shouldn't be, or uh, not a quarter, a month, shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, you think about it. Governor, everybody that has any sort of state business wants to donate to you. Anyone that, uh, you know, the a piece of that that federal you know ARPA money there's lots that that have no choice but to give to you whether they like you or not go back and look at people you know who are unpopular uh governors in the past always was able to raise what while he was governor he, he wrote to, to win the governor's race but was able to raise money because that's it's just the kind of the cost of business for a lot of these folks and love to know is i can't imagine the governor isn't spending time fundraising I, I would imagine he's working hard at it i think it's a it's a matter of your your network starts to close you you get that you know initial bump of money people thought you were doing really well in that second quarter of the year but you're right i think some of the level some of these uh scandals that have kind of stuck to him i think uh, just again, a limited network. I think these are challenges for, for the governor. They're going to be, you know, you're going to see it again in the fourth quarter and then it'll replenish, right? In the first quarter of 2022, uh, you know, you'll, he'll probably post a pretty because he'll be able to go back to everybody. But you got to do this every quarter, especially when you're competing with people who are really good at fundraising. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, I mean, boy, the big story nationwide race for governor in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe going down to defeat. Now, I, I've been around Terry McAuliffe years ago. He was friendly with Mark Weiner. Uh, I've even been at a dinner where he was. I've interviewed Terry. Uh, you, you don't get a bigger political insider than Terry McAuliffe. For him to go down to defeat, he had Randy Weingarten, who you and I both mentioned, do his final close the night before the election. And then New Jersey right now is still too close to call. 
Dan McCowan, you know, as you look at the landscape, what impact do you think potentially this could have on the race for governor in the statewide elections next year in Rhode Island? I think it's it's a real factor. By the way, I'll go even I'll go even more local on you. My hometown in Connecticut had a Democratic mayor forever, and they're within I think twenty. Another a Republican is within twenty. So you are seeing Republicans do very very well. Um, you know, in in Democratic strongholds, I think that New Jersey thing, and it sounds like there's a chance the Democrat could hold on. But that is a stunner. This thing, a little bit more I Last couple of weeks, we started to see the, the, the momentum um, to the Republican in that race. And, and what you have there was a, a, you know, a really interesting and divisive kind of uh, uh, education conversation. You know, it was a lot about this critical race theory stuff. Um, and I think in, in particularly in purple states, um, like Virginia, you know, nobody wants to be having these conversations. And I think that, I think a lot, I think you saw a lot of the kind of suburban, they like said the suburban housewife Democrats who, uh, you know, who went strong last election, um, you know, kind of came back to the Republican side and said, wait a minute, the Democrats are, you know, a little too aggressive stuff. It's a little, you know, it's a little hot, uh, you know, too hot to handle kind of thing. You know, now how does that play in Rhode Island? Well, if I'm, you know, if I'm Governor McKee, I say, oh, this is the moderate Democrat here. You know, I feel fairly good about this. You have a bunch of other candidates who are going to be a little wishy-washy. How much do they want to be progressive? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, John, you've talked the race theory kind of conversations happening in certain parts of the state. I'm not sure that it completely trickles here. You know, when the cities play such an important role in elections, especially Democratic primaries, um, you know, those are not real conversations that are actually in, in places or a Central Falls, right? They've got a, a million other problems where where this, you know, just not a priority for voters. But I, I'm really interested to hear you know, what Terry McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe say over the next couple of weeks, because what's, what are their excuses going to be? And my guess is they're going to, they're going to kind of repeat a little bit of what you heard down ballot uh, last year, right? If you heard when, when the, the, you know, despite the fact that Biden won the presidential election, in across the country where, you know, when Republicans did pick up seats in the House and some of those moderate Democrats said, look, you know, uh, the, the, some of these other progressive really hurt kind of local or congressional candidates. I think that's the thing to pay attention to. I wonder if that's what hurt McAuliffe in Virginia. I think for sure that's what hurt the governor, uh, Murphy in, in New Jersey. That is a conversation that I think you'll see here next year. I think there's going to be kind of of how progressive do you want to be um, for these Democratic candidates for governor? And I think, you know, that's one place, despite the fact that he's not fundraising well, Dan McKee is the most kind of true to it uh, moderate compared to, again, a, a Gorbeo or a Magaziner who I think are still figuring out where they stand. And we have no idea what's going to be um, on that spectrum. We moderate a little bit more about her before we can make that call. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. MEGA 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336-2110. You need it fixed, 
You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I think, first of all, uh, in, in talking about the, the race, uh, at least statewide for governor next year, and how this could impact, let's just say, uh, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, people are angry and high gas prices, empty shelves. Yep. Um, they, they certainly, McAuliffe was almost seen as the incumbent because he had been, I actually interviewed him one time when he was governor, when I was filling in on a station in Washington, but Phil Murphy, where I think McKee could be in trouble is parents are angry. People are angry. The schools, kids were not in school, mass mandate. Um, he could now be seen as kind of the incumbent because he's been the governor and I, I, I think he's going to face an angry electorate. I, I do. And I think it's it's actually I think it's going to be an easier lift um, if you come in as the outsider, the way Yunkin just did in in Virginia. But Dan McGowan, what do you make of his decision? I mean, you wrote the column and that headline was high talked about, which is or widely talked about, I should say, rock bottom moment for education in Rhode Island. And 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 I recognize maybe why he wants to keep her, but. What is your reaction to the fact that it would seem that he's he's renewing the education commissioner? You know, I'm surprised given the results, given um, the the tension unions on the other side of this. Um, I'm surprised pushing forward with her. Right? Doesn't mean I I would be I would I would also be right now that I'd be surprised if he were saying definitively I want her to go. Uh, right. But, but the thing is, there's an in-between, right? You could, in theory, you know, keep her through months. Her contract doesn't end until April. Um, she's not going to go anywhere. Right? There's, a, it's, there's a, the rest of the school year. She, she would almost certainly be staying on board, you know, through the school year. In fact, you could even say right now, hey, let's extend her for at least the rest. There's some continuity. I'm, I'm surprised that they're fully uh, embracing her. And I should say, you know, being upfront about it, I think the commissioner um, has done overall an okay job. I think she was a good leader initially when it, when it was time to take over the schools. Um, but what what I'm really surprised about, you, you folks who read my column last week were, uh, there's lots of buzz about this in part because I said, when you're talking about her new contract, you a conversation about, you know, meeting goals about she needs to improve. My, my worry, and, and I say, you know, as a columnist and as somebody who, put, who pays attention to this very closely, you know, you get three years and you're, you know, you, you, it's cool, you're doing the same thing. She has work to do. She has to raise results statewide on these, these horrible RICAS scores. Um, she has to get Providence in order. And then there's there's other things that are that are not just, you know, depend students improve. She needs to improve her relationships at the state house. I mean, you try to find a state lawmaker, anybody, 113 of them, try to find one that will stand up for her and say they've got her back. You would a single person That's right. up yep. there. And, and and so she needs to improve those relationships or improve the staffing. To improve those relationships, it's not about you know do you like about will you defend her when she's when she's got a controversial you know uh, uh, you know opinion or policy um, that one thing I mean you, you and I covered this you covered it more than me but you and I covered this very closely years ago with Deborah and Deborah Guest you know, former com commissioner there at the time she had a lot of momentum for a while had the governor Cherry yep. be had business leaders behind her. In fact, at, at one point, certainly had the House and the Senate strongly behind her. And then what happened? It slowly uh, right. and to the point where in 2014, she was still there under, under Link Chafee, but the for governor was, are you going to keep her very clear? She was going to be, you know, kind of pushed out. You know, she 
she did fine. She's in Tulsa, Oklahoma now. But that's the thing. You know, when you don't have any support from the state level, I mean, you don't have the mayor of Providence's support, but, uh, you know, it's really, really hard to get things done. And so, you know, I, I'm not privy and I'm not sure, you know, about these conversations going on behind the scenes, but somebody needs to sit her down and say, hey, you, you know, make a few friends because it, it's just much harder um, you know, and by the way, as I say that, two two different ways to look at it. One, you got to make more friends because you got to get if friends go scorched earth, right? Be very right. rude about how you know how bad this is. But the the thing is, is when you have the governor who's running for re- for reelection, he doesn't right. He doesn't want to have a big drawn out nasty fight. If I were him, I probably wouldn't either. And so she's in a tough spot. Um, so long way of answering. I'm surprised getting that contract now. Um, I thought, you know, maybe they'd kick this into, into the new year, um, and then kind of see where things stand. Um, what type of reaction did you get from your column rock bottom moment for education Rhode Island? Cause Dan McGowan, you, number one, it is hard to believe the test scores are what they are. Um, and it also doesn't kind of, if you remember last spring, Governor, well, the spring before, Governor Munder was saying Rhode Island was number one in distance learning. I'm not sure what happened to that. The other thing that really stood with, stood, has stands out to me was when when the Ramundo administration, they were brand new in 15 and they were going to try to lure GE to Rhode Island. Something they found was, you know, all right, so you have Moses Brown and you have schools like that. But a lot of people and, the, and GE was very upfront, a lot of their employees want to live in the capital city and and there's a lot of people that say i believe in the public school system i want to send my children to public schools obviously that was a, a non-starter in in providence and dan mcgowan here we are you know six years later and it's it's it, it's it's actually worse than it was back then yeah question about it there was a famous slide where that, that leaked out that the governor's office i think it was both it was ge and I think they did this with two years later where they're showing them, you know, here's where you could live and, you know, a, a, a house on the east side of Providence or a house in East Greenwich, but use Providence yep. as an example, you know, cost this, a house in Boston is going to cost, you know, three times as much. You're going to have more I land. I do remember. But, yep. You know, all of that. And then what they did with schools was they, they were very, you know, they. And, and, and you nailed it. The thing is, Think about especially some of these kind of younger companies that they're trying to recruit here. Think like tech base or the pharma pharmaceutical type companies. Um, yeah. you, you're getting a lot of people who are moving here who are relatively young. Let's say they maybe not don't even yet have children. Maybe they're you know they're pre K kind of thing, and they buy the land and they might have. They they are oftentimes as you know they're they're more liberal. They're progressive you know, have that sort of value of, okay, like I want my kids to go to public school. That's a, that's the right thing to do. Even if right. I've got the money to go to private school. Problem is if you look at these, these test scores and in Providence, cool. you know, this, the dirty secret about Providence is you can figure out elementary school for the most part, little, it's, it, you can figure it out. Middle school, to send your kids to whether you get lucky, go to a charter school or you have to go to, if you've got the money and then you hope to get into classical but if something doesn't work out or even if you're a little bit concerned about the education there then you've got to pay another four years of of, of private school um and these test scores do nothing to change that and worse yet there is not a lot of a plan for um you know for how to get better look everybody made the excuse and for good reason of course the pandemic hurt kids and all this stuff. I don't think anybody would ever dispute that. But, you know, what I was waiting to see last week, and when the, the calls that I mostly got on my column were from commissioner's world or in the governor's world who were furious with me, how could you write such, you know, such a mean thing about Rhode Island? And I said, you guys, where's the bold plan here? Where's the, you know, the, the summer school, mandatory summer school for everybody to make up the lost time or you know, something creative. And I'm not saying that's what, that's a great idea. I'm just saying, where's the big, bold plan, you know, to actually, because 
there's nothing that, you know, they all said this should be a call to action. Well, act, right? Do something. And we're, we're not, we're not seeing that at this point. And, you know, I think the, the real fear is that you're going to have another year where I mean, you've had disruption, you've had, you know, you're having lots of kids in quarantine. Um, I think there's fear this year is going to go really poorly as well. Yeah. Um, folks, another quick break. A lot more, though, with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, Sam Zurier wins that hot, what had been hotly contested Senate seat on the Providence's east side. Uh, is there any lesson there for Helena folks? The lesson, it's a, it's a really good question. That I, that, I was going to say, that's the one place in America where the Democrats really did just fine. Maybe New York City as well. Um, I, I think the lesson is showing that you, um, more than anybody in that race, Sam Zurier had a plan for what he wants to do. He told the voters, here's what I want to do at the state house, my top priority, big education guy, you know, I'm gonna do this. He was not, you know, overly progressive. He, he's certainly a Democrat, he's certainly very liberal, um, but he kind of said, here are my plans, here's who I am. And he just, he kind of worked and pounded the pavement. I think if you're Helena Folks, um, to some degree, if you're a Seth Magaziner, you know, go out there and show you can, you, you have a clear, I think that can, can work. The interesting thing is the question that a lot of people in district three, because that's the side of Providence where most of the votes are in Providence, um, is who is Sam Zurier in relation to the candidates for mayor of Providence? Um, and I think in some ways you could say Brett Smiley, Brett's got this, you know, Brett's a, a knowledgeable guy, an intelligent guy. Uh, pretty reasonable and, and, and relatively moderate. I mean, he's massive, but for, for Providence Democrats, he's actually pretty moderate. Um, you know, is Sam Zurier, act, or is the, the woman that lost in that race, Hillary Levy Friedman, is, is she actually a predictor of, of what Brett Smiley will do that kind of the establishment candidate, the McAuliffe type candidate, um, right. isn't going to work out well. So, you know, I think there's a lot to, to learn there. If, if I were all the candidates running for, you know, for the high level offices, I would try to be getting a meeting with Sam Zurier. I'd say, look, you know, how did you navigate the progressive issues? Yep. You know, what did you do? They really should. I moderated a candidate, a debate with those, with those candidates back in the primary. It was long. It was two hours. It was, it was, you know, very in the weeds, but what you starting out of there was, okay, here's a reasonable person in this race. Um, yep. And the most Good reasonable point. person won. Hmm. And, and that, I would even argue, Dan McGowan, I don't remember a primary that ever had so many progressive candidates. I mean, in, My in God, that. I know. And it, right? And it could have been a, a, a less disciplined candidate than Sam Zuria may have felt, maybe I need to kind of revisit some of my views. He didn't do that. Folks, in this edition of the Boston Globe today, obviously a huge story, historic win with the Boston's mayor's race, uh, Michelle Wu. Um, not really surprised there. But I also want to get back to the Rhode Island section. And Dan McGowan, your colleague, Amanda Melkovitz, once again, boy, this story on what was going on in North Kingstown with that coach, 
if if the press conference yesterday was handled differently other than this routine and formula they've fallen into, which is the everybody gets half a question and one mic, and that's it, we're out of time. But um, I was going to ask him, I mean, as a former basketball coach and as someone that's coached myself and you're a coach, I, I've just never heard anything like what was going on in North Kingstown. No, I never life and it, both as a I mean certainly as a coach I mean you, you know like nowadays I I avoid touching the kids at all right no idea, yes pretty much at, at this point um but even you know as someone who played sports growing up and pretty intense never had a coach ever you know w- w- even even like describing you know what's going on in North Kingstown and and What's what's really fascinating about it is, you know, this is something that you hear. I think the diocese kind of said, "Look, we weren't we weren't aware of these allegations." What's concerning is, you know, I know how long Amanda spent months kind of uh, looking into this issue and, and hearing about it. I know the guys at Channel Twelve did the same. So this is not something that was, you know, brand new. You know, over the weekend or on Friday. Um, I think there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. I'm so I'm so with you on this that sometimes these press conferences where you barely get any questions, and uh. everybody says you got to go. It's, it's ridiculous. Like you call a press conference, let's talk about it. Um, right. But yeah, never never heard of anything. Never heard of, of anything like this. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's even it's it's going to be a major major issue because the thing is, is in places like North Kingstown, you've got really engaged parents right it's a little bit like some of those those you know races those school boards in virginia that, that we've heard so much about that's I right think you're gonna see i think you're gonna see you know efforts to potentially you're, you know, you've already seen that for other reasons uh, this is not gonna go away it's gonna be the kind of scandal that um that keeps going in in north kingstown and i think statewide yeah, I, I am just, and again, as someone I've gone through, you know, they have classes now, then to forget about just the BCI check, but, you know, they, they would teach, and as a coach, I coach both basketball and soccer, they, they would even say, don't even just be alone to give the child a ride home. And 100%. so I was always, you know, fortunate enough that I, I was, one of my kids was on the team, and just, that's in the back of your mind. It's really to also, by the way, to protect the coach, but yeah, John, this, this is, this is another level, like what? And it yeah. was known and this went on for years, but go ahead. You were gonna. Well, I'll get. I'll give you the example of that. Um, if number one, you know, we and as a coach, and I coach, as you know, little league baseball. You know, right in my neighborhood in Providence, and you know, one, I always make sure I've got another adult with me. Yep. Why make sure that's happening? Our league is pretty good. If another, if a you know, try to help, they have to get a background check, all that kind of stuff. But I can recall a couple of years ago, uh, you know, one of those days, right, spring baseball, so it's rainy, it's a little cold, and, you know, practice, uh, you know, starts but gets canceled. And so I have a kid who says, you know, I'm waiting for, uh, I, you know, got to wait for my mom, and, and, you know, she said she'd be back in an hour. And I said, Fine. you know, it's pouring, it's cold. I was like, get in the car. And I, I made the kid sit in the outside. Just that I never want to have anyone yes. ever even make any right. sort of accusation. And you're right for this. To... Um, and you know, my guess is, unfortunately, what you're hearing, as, as Channel 12 did a nice job of this too, of you know some of these. I think kids started to kind of realize, you know, years later, wait, that was really weird. <laughs> uh, and then they started to come forward. So. Oh man! Again, I think it's going to continue to be a, a major story for a long time. I've communicated with a number of the victims. Apparently, when they redid the high school, was when this thing really kicked off. And he was also the big tech guy, so he had the camera outside his office and the whole thing. Now, Dan McGowan, there's a story, folks, in the Boston Globe: tempers flare, Providence Finance Committee question Mike Stevens hiring. I'm just curious, your take us inside. What's behind that? I mean, are you surprised that this thing erupted the way it did over this? Michael Michael Stevens situation, boy, they really went after Commissioner Perry last night. Yeah, I, you know, he, I'm not surprised based on for for years of covering these guys. The thing that um, a lot there are a lot of council members, including now the council president Igliozzi, who uh, who really don't like the commissioner. Um, you know, I, I can remember being in you know I used to cover as you know 
the you know three hour city council finance committee meetings and I can right. remember where you're sitting in the room and literally there's there's me the reporter there's maybe a few staffers maybe a lobbyist and then just the committee and they had um they had commissioner perry in and they demanded that he say on the record where he lived and it was a matter of like you know trying to swear you in to to be under oath refused to do it because his point was look i don't want people at least for a long time i don't want people being able to find out where i live and he he resisted and they were i mean i think they stopped the meeting at the time they they have disliked him now that wasn't the the reason they were even pulling him in was because they were already fighting with him but that shows you how to wouldn't even you know ignore wouldn't wouldn't say where he lived and then refuse to talk to them this has been an ongoing problem and then look you know I've written about this. You, you and I have talked about it. I think that Mike Stevens, I think that the, it was a mistake to, uh, to, to handle this the way they did it. I think there is a place in the police department for kind of a community engagement um, type of, but what, what's happened here is they're, they're using uh, a controversial decision to really kind of take it out and fight with commissioner Perry and, um, you know, you're not going to, you don't, now you don't have any, you don't have a new, a, you know, a council president like Amantos or before Luisa Ponte was somebody who could kind of get people together behind the scenes and calm things down. John is not a calm guy. Um, and so he's going to allow this kind of fight to happen. So, you know, unfortunately for the issue at hand, it doesn't even matter that there's a controversial hire in the police department because all about you know, how much uh, there's real, I'd be stunned if Commissioner Perry uh, stays beyond Mayor Lors. I I think his time is probably up. I think he's probably fed up. Uh, Remember, he came in under Angel Tavares, so he's now been there for three terms, essentially, um, in City Hall. And I I think uh, he's realizing uh, every day that it might be time to kind of call it Folks, each day, as many of you know and hear me mention, I start off uh, by reading. You get an email. It's called Roadmap. It's from Dan McGowan. It's fresh news. It's links to all the stories you hear me mention in the Globe. Plus, there's a a rundown of what's happening during the course of the day. Good analogies. Uh, Dan McGowan, right now, for anyone that's listening, if you'd be so kind to extend this free offer. Very simple. All you have to do, I'll know what it is. Send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com. Blank email, I'll know what it is, rinews at globe.com. And, and John's exactly right. What we try to do is be a little casual, but informative. Um, and it's like an ongoing conversation with, with the thousands and thousands of people who read it every um, And so, you know, join the club, basically. rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Talk next week, John. Thanks. MEGA Logistics, M-E-G-A. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300, MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently. Whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 2300 serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third party brokerage, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300 for MEGA Logistics. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Check out the website, dipetro.com. We have original, unique 
exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there. And that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, depetero.com, depetro.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate, 401 688 Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. J. Perry Paving. Always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Give them a call today. Free estimate 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. A licensed and insured contracting company. Hey, they'll meet their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand-new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Reach out to J. Perry Paving. Get a free quote. And remember, no one's better for veterans, two veterans, than J. Perry Paving. If you are a veteran or related to one, have them give them a call. They may do their driveway for them. 401-732-1730. Find them on Facebook, and then the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com. Fall is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com they're helpful trustworthy reliable residential services from winter to summer train technicians provide 100 percent service one customer at a time service calls maintenance agreements call re coogan and heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie 401-732-6562 again look for them on facebook and then the website recooganheating.com call now keep your home nice and warm gas oil burners 24 emergency service recoogan and heating 401-732-6562